Hello and welcome to Die Hard on a Podcast number 37. Thanks. I I didn't look it up. I haven't looked it up. I can't look it up. So I, <laughs> just to I, say it's 37. We'll say it's 37. And we're doing um, probably the most undiehard like, well, I don't know if it's the most undiehard like because Fellini was pretty not diehard. But uh, this <laughs> yes. is pretty far from diehard. The movie Meatball Machine from Japan. Meatball Machine, man. Meatball Machine. And I tell you what, this is like the best romantic comedy I've ever seen in my life. I know, right? It's 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 very kind of like moving at the end. Yeah, and like it's like <laughs> oh, it turns out this was a love story the whole time. Yeah, and like when 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 all the blood is raining down them, and they're just like, please kill me, and he's like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> please, please don't kill me. Yeah, and they're like, but we have to be having a, a parasitic alien fights. <laughs> yeah, we have to have like gore-inspired uh, fights with I... these weird plastic things all over us. Yeah, I... like. It's supposed I to be metal, but they uh, just <laughs> think that your description of this being Tetsuo the Iron Man meets um, Guar is pretty good. I I want to say there's a little Toxic Avenger thrown in there too. Like I really got a trauma vibe from it, at least in the beginning. Yeah, you yeah, I got that. And like, what was what else? I was I was getting like um, a, like a, a hardcore anime. Was it what was it the the, the tentacle porn. I was getting a lot of that too. Legend of the Overfiend. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was getting a lot of some Overfiend at some point too because there was like the, the tentacles and they kind of went in areas that. Yeah, the they ladies. should be. Um, for sure, there was definitely some. Uh, and there's there's actually a word for that kind of porn now. I mean, like Legend of the Overfiend was the beginning one, and it like apparently spawned a whole genre that I'm like not really that interested in watching. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not tentacle porn, is it? That's not. No, it's it's a Japanese word, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I thought I, it basically means that, but maybe right. Not. And I have a I have a really hardcore Weibo friend who could tell me, but um, yeah, like I he was even impressed with me when I first met him, um, because he was talking about it, and he was like, "Oh, it's this really crazy anime demon porn, and it's really far out there." I was like, "Oh, like Legend of the Overfiend," and he was like, "Oh, Legend of the Overfiend is the original series of it," and it's and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was gonna say it's like all you guys say is Overfiend, and it's like you're already like in the game, yeah, for that type of stuff. <laughs> He's like, yeah. "Oh, I know Overfiend." Yeah, and so then <laughs> after that, he was like, "Oh, this guy's cool. He knows what I'm talking about." I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm really proud of knowing what you're talking about, but." I remember, I think you had the VHS of it, didn't you? Or borrowed it? Yes. Um, at the time, and then I borrowed it too. Yeah, at the time, I was like super obsessed with Japanese anime because you couldn't just get it, you know? No, like, no, no. Uh, I was in a video store in Philadelphia and with... Um, there's, there's, like a, there's like a whole channel now devoted to it, but anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's so easy to get now. Uh, but like, yeah. this is 1994, and like yeah. I saw it in a video store, and I was like, "Oh, that's the coolest thing I could ever imagine!" Is there's this whole genre of Japanese cartoons? I want to watch them. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then like, so then I was obsessed, and like anybody I knew who had some, I would like immediately dupe it, whether it was any good or not. You know. I think for the most part, all that stuff back in the day was really good, though. Well, and we had the luxury back in the day of the only stuff that would really make it to America was like the cream of the crop. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, um, but yeah, I was actually just talking about this the other day about how um, 
you know, I loved the cartoon Fist of the North Star. It was amazing. I think you even had the comic books, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, I had a few of them, I think, yeah. And I remember being, you know, a young adult, like 19 or 20 years old, and going to a science fiction convention, and the guy had bootleg tapes of the Fist of the North Star television show. For oh, man. Yeah, but they were $25 an episode. <laughs> And oh, I would, you know, as a 19 year old dishwasher, there was like, you know, <laughs> no way. I mean, I had to freaking steal, I had to steal a freaking badge just to get into the sci fi convention. There's like no way I could even afford one episode of it, let alone like the 170. Yeah. Um, and so I was talking to uh, a friend about it, Pat. Well, you know, Pat, but the listeners don't. A friend that Trevor and I mutually know. And I was saying, you know, I remember being 19 years old and just wishing that I was rich enough to afford the whole Fist of the North Star episode series instead of just the movie. Um, and now mm. I could watch it if I wanted to. There's like an anime thing that you can subscribe to for like $5 a month. And, <laughs> you know, then I can watch all the Fist of the anime or Fist of the North Star episodes for five bucks. And I'm like, meh. <laughs> you know yeah exactly it's like it's on netflix it's on hulu it's on amazon i'm just like and people always ask me and they're always shocked that i'm not into anime i was like i like i mean i like the your basics i love akira i love yeah i love ghost in the shell right that was my favorite vampire hunter D ninja scroll fan... like after that yeah ninja scroll after that it's great. like a... uh, vampire hunter d is amazing yeah. um and i saw i saw I saw Cowboy Bebop pop up on Amazon. I might check that out, though. Cowboy pretty... Bebop is a lot of fun. I actually dated a girl circa 2003 or so who was, like, super into Cowboy Bebop, and it was mm. it was a lot of fun um, mm. because it was, like, you know, your Japanese sci-fi action uh, anime, but it also really had a really good sense of humor about it. Um, some of them were just absolutely, like, had me in tears laughing. It was so funny. I think I noticed, too, like, all of the names, the names of the titles are, like, Names of like songs too, mm -hmm. which is which is kind of cool. I thought that was kind of cool too. Yeah, so yeah, my... yeah, every episode's based on a song, um, and like you can actually see where that, like it's not like it just throws a random song out there. You know, like if you listen, yeah. you know, if you're familiar with the song, you can see where the episode took its inspiration from. Yeah, it's, so that'd be kind of cool. But like again, it's like I don't have time to watch like. 20 seasons of cowboy bebop or right whatever. right it's, it not, it's not super like i don't think it's quite that many seasons but it's a lot of episodes probably over 100 you know and plus like a movie or two i think too so. yeah um now have you watched the castlevania anime on netflix no i haven't that is absolutely amazing it's really oh, really it's really okay. it's shockingly good like it was one of those things where you know, I'm scrolling through Netflix. I don't have anything to watch. And I was like, well, you know, there's that Ca Castlevania anime. I was like, I'll give it a whirl. I'll, like, watch it for 10 minutes. And if it annoys me, I'll turn it off. And I ended yeah. up sitting there and, like, basically binge watch. It's only four episodes, I think. Um, with Oh, really? Yeah, it's only four episodes right. with another four coming soon or just came out. Uh, but, like, oh, I nice. mean, I sat and watched the whole thing from beginning to end. It's so amazingly well written. Nice. Yeah, check that out. Um, although the only, the only problem I have, and I don't know, is that, uh, the character in it and the story in it is from like past when we used to play. Cause you know, we were OG, like, you know, we played the original Castlevania on Nintendo way back in the day. 
Uh, and it's not that guy. It's like his grandson or something that was in the games, uh, but you know he didn't show up in the games until like the late '90s and whenever we didn't have the ability to just sit around and play video games all the time. Yeah, Castlevania Two all the way, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Castlevania Two was great, man. Or wait, was that the bad one? Nah, yeah. Castlevania Two was like it was. It was like really hard, but it was like yeah, really that's really right. Hard. It was really, really hard. I um, think three is kind of when it kind of like started to kind of go i think yeah but like there's the very worst it's like and i I still talk about it i still retell the joke because it's in the um it's it's in castlevania and it's so it's so wrong but it's funny right so uh warning if you the listeners at home if you're easily offended or shocked you want to turn the volume down here because this is a crazy joke but anyway there's this drunk and he's sitting at the bar talking to this other drunk right and he goes you know you really need to leave my goat alone and the other drunk's like, dude, I can't leave your goat alone. She loves me. I know she loves me. I know it for a fact. And he's like, how do you know that? And she's like, because she fucks me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? What? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Is that in the TV show? That's that's in the Castlevania TV show. Holy shit! And they, like I mean, wow. like it's really it's really crazy. There's a ton of stuff that you would <laughs> never imagine it being in there, and you know, and it wasn't even like a big part of the plot. It's just like. Um, just you know, like, the hero like walks into the bar and sits down, and this is the conversation they're having about goat, about goat fucking. About Sweet. goat fucking, yeah, it's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, but anyway. no, it's it's amazingly it's so well written. Like, I actually am gonna after this podcast go and see if the next four episodes are out because it was so so well done. Nice. Now I'll go check out some anime after this too. Yeah. Um, and it definitely, you know what else it reminded me a lot of is uh, back to Meatball Machine is, uh, and, and one of the things that really kind of made me fall in love with it right away is it really reminded me of the old, like Godzilla battles, you know, like two big ass <laughs> crazy monsters fighting it out for no real reason. Uh, yeah. It turns out like all that, all that, all that alien, like, like parasite taking over, like, and like morphing stuff is just like a game for yeah. like, it's like uh, aliens it's, from another planet. It's, yeah, like it's like almost a direct rip off of Predator, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, it's like they're just coming down and just like battling each other, and they're like the only person, like you only win when the other person like eats you, like you, yeah. you, you like or you, you eat the other person and take right. over their like body and get all of their thoughts and stuff. Yeah, and what you know, <laughs> and it really hits a core kind of scary like creepy thing at least with me because I've always found the idea of like not necessarily a parasite like controlling me, but like just like something like burrowing into my skin and muscle and living there just like oh god, it's one of those things that just the thought of it really gives me the willies, you know. And like like the whole like motorized like jackhammery type of thing going on in your body is <laughs> yeah. like really just like Every time, like they would like move the human, like that's already been like turned into this giant metal thing. Like you just see like this motor t- turning, like in the scan. And you're just like, oh god, that's that's disgusting. Yeah, that's yeah, so it's so nasty. You're right, and like I, I love that. I love that they have had these crazy bio weapons that they would just develop. And like the one port where she rips off her arm that has like the drill on it, and then it's got like a freaking buzz saw on it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it looked just like plastic. Just everything looks like 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 foam. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it couldn't. Have, it couldn't have been much more. And th- I think that's where I got the trauma uh, analogy yeah. from because it does. It has those really super like we don't care if it looks real kind of makeup jobs on. <laughs> and like yeah, and, like most of the guy the guys who have. They would have like armor, basically, or like made like makeshift armor. It would basically just look like uh, the band Gore just like stepped into your like just stepped off the screen, yeah, and just, like, yeah, started fighting each other. Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> looked like freaking Guar for sure. <laughs> but I don't know, like like while watching it too, did you feel like like almost like you were watching some sort of weird pornographic thing? Like I was talking about like the, the tentacle porn type thing. It was like I felt kind of dirty watching some of like the disgusting stuff. It was like. Yeah. It was really weird. Like I don't know. I was like, when yeah, the parasite would go into way, the. Bu- I I feel that way about watching Japanese movies in general, as they all have that weird, creepy porn <laughs> vibe to them, you know. <laughs> and plus, it looked like it was shot with like a VHS camera. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it was two thousand five. Yeah. I was just like sure that. That just did. like. It just makes it look like it's going to be like some, somebody was murdered during this movie at some point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it felt like it was like, hey, dude, this is so vaguely snuff-like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my god, it's like, I don't know, yeah, and I think I, when I looked online, it, they did a, lot of, did a lot of comparisons to Tetsuro, which right. was another one that we kind of like, I think you had the videotape? Yes. You had the Tetsuo, which is awesome. And I don't, I, you know, I'm not sure exactly how I got that. I think, I think uh, Jim Muir. I don't know if you remember him or not. He was a friend of mine's, like older brother who was always into like really weird stuff. Um, mm. Came over to drink, and he knew that I was into like you know weird and not mainstream movies. So he's like, "Oh, I got one for you," <laughs> and I watched it. And then he left it at my house, and it kind of like perverted all of us. Because <laughs> <clears throat> we had that at the time, and I think. I think that was it was a little later than Gift, but there's a couple other movies in that time period. It might have been around. I think it was around like the Reservoir Dogs. Oh yeah, Clerks era too. Um, yeah, Bad Lieutenant was another one that was crazy on our rotation there because that was back when I lived on Bell Street and we all hung out there. Yeah, we just watched movies. Uh huh. Yeah, we would just watch movies or maybe play Super Nintendo now and again, but mostly create and like, you know, it's so weird. And it's something that I'm glad that future generations don't have to deal with. But it's also there's something lost about how easy it is to get obscure and hard to find movies. I know we've touched on this on the podcast before, but you know, like it yeah. used to just be so satisfying when it would be like, dude, I found this movie and it's not in video stores and you'd have to go to the big city to get something crazy like this, you know? Yeah. It was always a big deal to go, to go see something that wasn't supposed to be playing at the theater. <laughs> Cause it's like, Oh shit, it's playing there. Let's go. Cause it's only going to be there for a week. Yeah. And sure enough, it usually was like train spying was, only at the Frostburg Theater for a week. Right, right. And, then and that we was like went, a big deal. We, we actually saw that one in that Ohio theater, didn't we, with the bar and everything? Yeah, we went We went first there, I think, and then like a month later, I think it finally came to our town. Yeah. Like a week somehow. Right. Just <laughs> it was, like, it was just shocking. Yeah, no doubt. And then I, if I remember correctly too, Bad Lieutenant was kind of a big deal for us to have because they actually stopped selling the video um, because uh, the theme song had a rap in it and the rapper used Led Zeppelin as a sample and they got sued and had to pull the movie. Oh, I remember that. I remember they had two different copies. One was like the no dick and then the other one had like the dick one. Right. Kytel dick. And we had that one. I, I, I assumed that would be more, more of 
more of an issue than the Led Zeppelin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, because no, like if I recall correctly, and I don't know if they re-released it without the song in it, but I remember like us making a big deal that we had the video that had the freaking dick and the freaking Led Zeppelin song in it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have to, I'll have to double check. I think I, I think I finally got a DVD of it, so I'll have to check and see. Yeah. Because if anything, I've watched it like once, to be honest. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Back I, in the day, I'd watch it like every day, but right. now it's like, eh, once is once is once, once every is now. Good and enough. Then. Yeah, we watched it a lot. Well, because I mean, when you want to talk about like the word gritty, and you know, like, <laughs> hey, this is a really gritty movie. Like, I think Bad Lieutenant is the very top of that pyramid. You know. <laughs> I think I think the way we would describe it is, we like, hey man, have you seen Bad Lieutenant? They'd be like, no, what's that? It's like, it's Harvey Keitel, and he is a. Bad lieutenant. He is a bad Yeah, actually, I remember that. I remember um, Brian Muir. That's exactly how Brian Muir said it. it was He was like, yes. he is a bad lieutenant. Bad lieutenant. He's like, he is a bad lieutenant. Yeah. Um, All right, let's watch it. Oh, no, it's Harvey Cattell dick. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's jerking off on the side of a car. That's so weird. Right, yeah. like, in between freaking gambling everybody's money, you know, committing sexual assault on freaking 14-year-old girls, like, to break that up, he smokes crack. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's, like, the good part of him. It's like, he just smokes crack to, like, calm down. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I loved about that movie was that, that there was no hero in it whatsoever. You know, like, everybody in that movie was awful. <laughs> Did you ever see the the remake? No, I did not know they remade that movie. Yeah, with Nick Cage, it was Werner Herzog did a remake in New Orleans. Wow, I'm gonna have to see if I can find that tonight. It's pretty. It's pretty great too. Maybe we'll watch that. Maybe we should talk about that next week. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could. We could do a comparison of the old one and the new one. Because yeah, because the new one is actually really good. It's because it has nothing to do with it right. almost, but it doesn't. Doesn't it? They say it's a sequel. Okay slash remake but like it was just like it has some elements of the old bad lieutenant but for most part it's just i just nicholas cage going fucking bad shit nice yeah i might have to watch <laughs> that tonight or tomorrow um yeah because i like it's weird it, it, even though bad lieutenant's like not a movie that i want to watch over and over again it is like <laughs> really high on my list of awesome movies you know i feel like it's really really i have to check it out again like just to kind of see if it's if there's an influence on anything that like i do or you know we do right. anymore it's kind of like they see me oh yeah i still do it this now i do it this way now. yeah, yeah right because yeah. of this right because i mean it was abel ferrer who's a fucking madman yeah so he's the fucking we I should hope... do a podcast about him right what else has the guy who did meatball machine done has he done anything that i would have heard of or I think when I looked him up, he did stuff called like uh, Tokyo Gore Police and like Machine Gun Girl, huh. a bunch of other just like gory, like t- like Japanese gory stuff. Right, right. And the the Asians have gore mastered in a way that we just don't, you know. And then and to say like the the effects, like the 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 weird like metal, like parasitic, like human hybrid things looked cheesy, but I think they still looked awesome. Like I oh, think yeah. it was really cool. It was like all practical. It was amazing. Yeah, and I felt so like good. I felt like you could almost have like action figures of them, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you have to look up and see if they made. Because I think I just saw that they there's a sequel. Really? I think like from this year, last year, I, I looked it up because I was like, 
did this, this was this a thing? Was it like a comic or anything? It wasn't anything. It was based on like a short, I think. Okay. From like like six years before this one, but then there's a sequel now that just came out. I think I can't find anything about it really. I think it, it would probably be, except for like a picture on IMDb, which looks like it's insane. Yeah, so. and you know, I, I did kind of want to see more uh, battles between them, like just random battles. Like I felt like they could have taken the whole subplot of like the co, like the factory workers, like Lustin after his girlfriend, and they could have just like cut that out and then had a bunch of them just battling each other in its place, you know. Yeah, for 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 what's worth, it was I felt they felt like it dragged kind of in the middle when they started. Sp- explaining things a little too much and like right like with the uh the one lady that like went around and killing around killing them with her giant jackhammer right for to save her daughter yeah who was kind of possessed but kind of i had like a night of living dead like feel to that yeah she was keeping her alive but she had like this parasite stuck to her neck right (laughs) where they where the parasites lived in this like little metal yeah, sphere Circuit. thing. Yeah, that you couldn't get to or whatever. Right, unless you were another one of them, and then you'd eat them. Yeah. So that's always <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, it was so funny. The entire time I was just thinking, why is it called Meatball Machine? But then at the end, it's just like, oh, codename Meatball Machine with, oh. for like the new models. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. No, there's no real logic to that. <clears throat> but yeah, like the new models are going to be like, without suits or whatever so they're just gonna be like sleek and like look like humans all yeah the time, so. and and they're gonna be like <clears throat> like emotionally attached to each other and in somewhat partial control of their which will make the battles even more intense and right, which, mean more and it was also <laughs> kind of a weird plot twist at the end with that because you know you thought that that guy killing his girlfriend and then often himself <laughs> with the bomb you thought like oh he finally found a way to beat him but then you find out, oh no, they met. They wanted that to happen. <laughs> oh my god, meatball machine. Yeah, there's. Oh, uh, yeah. It's that's pretty much the way that that goes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's been a while since I've really watched any Asian gore movies. Like I used to be pretty into them. Um, you know, like with like Legend of Ricky O and. I'm trying to think of what's that other one. Well, there's Tetsuo, which is Tetsuo is not super gory, and also Tetsuo didn't really have much of a plot, if I remember correctly. Like it really reminded me of like the Japanese eraser head, where it's like, oh, there's all this weird shit happening. I don't know why, but it's happening, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of like that, like a, like almost like a Japanese Kafka type of like uh, metamorphosis type thing. Right. On. Yeah. Yeah. But it was really cool because it was like it was super low budget, but like the effects looked really cool and just like everything looked really painful. Yeah. <laughs> All of like the body, the body like uh, what's it called uh, body modifications. Yeah, I, I love um, how in Meatball Machine the freaking aliens they have the same like stock real roar of every monster since the thirties. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, roar! and i was like hey i've heard that before that's like every monster movie ever <laughs> it was just oh my god i mean i think that was i think everybody should check it out because it's it's it won't be it's not boring like even if i said it's a little long it's still not boring no <laughs> like, it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely not like last week where i was just like okay let's get this going 
come on. Whereas this week, I definitely watched it and it was over before I even knew it because I wanted to see what, <laughs> what crazy shit was going to happen next. It's just a fight when you think back to like, I mean, I, I still enjoy Baywatch, but I was watching it again the other day just, cause, just to throw it on. Right. And it is kind of just like every other scene has like a different song yeah. and like a different mood, a different like just like vibe, like from like a two like 30 second scene to like a two minute scene is just like every single scene is just like something completely different like it's right like, I don't know what is happening right. like, like it just jumps that, around it's everywhere a, it's just like it's just like it's just like a different like and it's just like they were just trying to play up to like 30 different markets you know what i mean yeah and, I, and well, sometimes and it I landed think, sometimes it didn't yeah so i think like, that's a big a big problem that you see it and you've always kind of seen that in mainstream movies is that they're you know essentially trying to sell it to the most people possible and uh, I feel like that is a mistake. Like if you take a movie like, say, Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction, like Tarantino, who like mm. went the other way, and he was like, I don't care if, if my audience is going to like this or not. This is what I want. Then you know, audiences who normally wouldn't be into that kind of thing get drawn in versus being like, okay, well, I'm going to try and pander to every single demographic. You know, then nobody, then nobody cares, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there are cuts now where I work, they're called China cuts right. where there are scenes put in for it specific, specifically for China. Hmm. And some of those scenes are very, very, I don't like, I, I, I want to say like, just like they make you feel sometimes a little, a little dirty. Really? Just like how much propaganda those scenes have. Right. Like how much China is the best thing ever. Yeah. Thing. And, and the best one is like the freaking communist leaders are the greatest thing that ever happened to China. If anybody can ever get a hold of the Iron Man three China cut, it's like the it's it's insane. Really? <laughs> like 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 they make, they add like two or three scenes which make it seem like this one character from this Chinese doctor is basically is the source of like why Iron Man is the way he is, right. and like how, how he, why he, like how he was able to defeat everything, and this now is like wow, huh. with like three little like some scenes. I was like, whoa, this is, this is icky. Right. I, don't, I don't like this. That's, I don't like this at all. That's funny. <laughs> I wonder if those are available. If I could find them, I'll have to get on the internet. I bet you it's, it's the internet. So I bet you I could find it. I'm kind of intrigued now to want to see some of this stuff. Oh yeah, you have to, you have to see that. I forget what the character is, and like he's in the movies. The regular movies, right? But yeah, they've had like two or three scenes of like, and there's one at the end where it's basically just like he couldn't have done anything that he did in Iron Man three without this guy, basically. right? And, and this guy like just like is just like a doctor, right? <laughs> like, well, you know, and it's weird. I, I remember whenever I went through my big Jet Li phase, uh, yeah. thinking about that, about how his movies, his Chinese movies, they were all like really vaguely subversive. Like, you know, the hero yes. is always the freaking peasant. And the freaking bad guy is always this big, like, government overlord, you know? <laughs> yes. Uh, and I, I thought, yeah, I wonder yeah. if that has to do with, like, is he, like, just, like, trying to skirt the edge as much as he can? Because, you know, he can't come out and say, like, oh, I think the freaking Chinese government's super oppressive. They'll freaking kill him. But, you know, like, he's going to be like, well, I can't come out and say it, but I can make the bad guy, like, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> representing this oppressive government. And, like, because, like, all of his older movies are like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I wouldn't doubt it for a second. If you know, like, I'm sure you have to. If you know, like, the the Chinese history or whatever, I'm sure there's a lot of those scenes. Those movies are a lot more complicated than just kung fu. Yeah, for sure. yeah, absolutely. 
Um, you know, well, and like, and just Chinese politics in general, because the freaking like current communist government kind of isn't really big on um, the cultural history of China, like with the dynasties and the system of government before you know before the communists took over basically like they really try and kind of frown on on making that an important thing and then in Jet Li's movies that's like a really important thing is that old like dynasty system and you know old China and how it's always been a great nation blah 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 you know yeah I think I think we've said before but the once upon a time in China movies are like like super political if you listen to the commentaries they'll explain everything to you right. it's just like whoa yeah, yeah, for sure. And then cool. hero, hero was also pretty political. Um, yeah, that was. I think that was a little. That was. That was, I think it was a little more overt for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I love, love that movie. Oh, that so, movie was fantastic. I think I've even told you the story about how I got a private screening of Hero before it came out, and it was the coolest thing ever. Uh, I was. Yeah, was that? This was awesome. There was a time we'll say two thousand. Five, 2004, 2005, um, when mm. my girlfriend was the manager at the Frostburg Theater that's now closed, sadly. And mm. she was huge into movies. Like, that was the whole reason, like, we started dating mm. was because she was so into movies. And so her being, like, the general manager, she would always get, like, two mainstream movies, but then she would go out of her way to get, like, a foreign or indie movie. And um, whenever she would get a foreign or indie movie that she really wanted to see, we would have these big parties at midnight. And like, you know, after the theater would close, we would all show up with like a case of beer and have a private mm. screening of whatever movie it was she got. Like I saw that um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Crouching Tiger, nice. Hidden Dragon, like all kinds of cool movies from that era. Nice. I got to see nice. privately in a th like in my like it was so cool. Like, you know, we got all the popcorn we wanted and we could freaking drink beers and carry on and it was just us you know oh man that'd be sweet yeah she i'm Fucking. i always worried that we were going to get her fired but she was like there's you know she was like whatever that i do this once every couple of months as long as everybody keeps their mouth shut we'll be fine and we never did get in trouble so <laughs> nice sweet um but hero was always the one that stood out to me because that's one of those movies that Watching it at home is not going to do it justice. There's so much visually going on, and the sound is just amazing. You know. Yeah, I think when it came out, I was, I was, in, I was, in, I went back to school, film school, right? And it came out, and I think me and my buddy saw it a couple, a couple times at least, right? Because we were just like, yeah, I want, I want to make this movie, mm -hmm. and we drink and just talk, talk about how awesome it was. Yeah, no, it was fantastic, um, and it was cool. It was cool to see that he could still, you know, even way past his prime, he could still make an amazing movie like that. You know. Oh yeah, and that cast was fucking insane. One fire for sure. Cool, cool. man. Well, I think we, we at? we're at 30 minutes, so I uh, think, and I think, you know, as good as Meatball Machine was, it's like you pretty much just have to go out and watch it, you know? I mean, we can talk about it all day, but you're going to have to see it to, to really appreciate it. <laughs> it's like, if you like, if you like going to see Gwar, then you'll like this because it's like watching a, I, I've never seen the Gwar movie, but I feel like if it was Japanese, it would look like this. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Phallus of Wonderland. That, that movie's great. Yeah, minus minus a lot of like 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 fake dicks. There's no fake dicks hanging. Out. No, and the, like in in the Guar movie, a, a severed penis is the protagonist of the movie, which is kind of cool. No, nah, he so like gets like arrested that, but... and like goes to court. 
I mean, but there's like you know, some some over fiend uh, themes, and then I think there was some uh, when whenever the uh, parasite gets like kind of like clicked into like the the human, it was very it's it's very like a sexual looking. So yeah, it is definitely and it looks like it looks like a penis. He's going into like it's sitting onto a penis, and then like the, the parasite always kind of like. I think did like a little shake and shiver. Like it's like, oh. yeah. So, yeah, it, so was, it, was a, it was a, it was a little weird. It definitely made me feel dirty for sure. But on, on that note, on that note, we'll see you guys next week. We'll, we'll be doing another classic of shock film, the bad Lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. See ya. All right. Peace.